welcome to TARDIS Tropes. We're your companions, David and Hannah, and we're so excited to be talking to you about the latest episode of Doctor Who. Well, maybe you're excited. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> frustrated and and like all pent up. All right. Um, I just have just internal rage at this episode. Really. Like it, it pissed you off that much. Oh God, it's it's an alien death race, Hannah. It's an a, it's an alien death race, and it's boring. I mean, yeah, that's. I think that's why I'm so surprised at your anger because more than anything, it was just kind of boring. But that is the exact opposite of what Doctor Who should be. If I know. Anything it should be over the top, unbelievable, ridiculous. This is Doctor Who. I should be entertained. By alien death race. Yeah, I mean, you have to to give Davies that, like, <laughs> no matter what, his episodes were entertaining. Like, you can have, Davies can write an episode about a traffic jam, and I will be entertained, if not uh, totally incredulous. Yeah, there'll be but... giant crab monsters to, to keep the excitement <laughs> exactly. up. And some fun characters, not these, like, cardboard cutouts. Oh my god, with the character who's like, I've got a cigar, and my mom, she told me to do a trust fall, and and she didn't catch me. (laughs) So now I'm an asshole. And that taught me something about life. Um, I mean, that was a dick move on behalf of his mom, I will say. (laughs) Well, that's a a Vine, you know, that's like a YouTube video. That's not how you form your worldview. All right, let's start with this. What for you was like the cringiest part of this episode? Cloth. The cloth. Cloth. Now, now, David, what do you mean by cloth? I mean the what what were they called? I I just keep wanting to call them the Revenge of the Fallen because they're so nondescript. They make me think of Transformers movies. I yeah, I don't remember what they're called either. I didn't really remember anyone's name. Let's let's Google what the cloth are called. The Remnant. The Remnant. The Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers 2. Oh my god. Like, they're cloth, okay? We all know they're cloth. That's the dumbest thing ever, is a villain that is just cloth. But on top of that... They look like stupider Dementors. Well, well, okay, Dementors, they're, one, not made out of cloth. That's true. Two, they do something. They suck out your soul that, that you couldn't do with a normal cloth. Yeah. I can choke you with a normal... I can choke anybody with a normal I, I cloth. I was also confused about what sort of the backstory of this cloth was. Like, I don't know if it was on me. No, for I, just... I got that bit. It was just really dumb. It was the the Tooth Face people from episode one. Uh-huh. The Tooth Faces took over this planet and forced all the scientists into a cave. And they said, build me evil cloth. And then they left. And then they let the evil cloth go. And then everyone died. But why evil cloth? Like, why was that the ultimate weapon? I just... um, because Chris Chibnall is a bad writer. Is why. <laughs> okay, He made cool. the ultimate weapon be weak to fire yeah. and knives. Which is dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over this season already before it even started. All right, here's, here's what annoyed me the most. Oh, well, no, there's two moments. Um... <laughs> The first was when Cigar Asshole Dude stands up to the race runner at the end and is like, Now listen here, buddy. 
I will hunt you down no matter what and kick your ass if we don't both win this race. I legitimately, when that happened, I said out loud, that worked? Yeah, same, same. I, it was absolutely insanity that that should work on this, like, ultra-wealthy, omnipotent being dude. Like, what does this guy have? He doesn't even have a fucking ship. He's yeah. just stranded on a fucking island so, planet. So, just bad dumb raider choice that that worked at all. Um, <laughs> and then, two, and this is in a similar vein, and they both lead into a point that I'm going to make. Uh-huh. The second one was the fact that the doctor is like, oh, darn, we didn't, we didn't get the TARDIS. It's not here. Drat, I failed. And then everyone's like, no problem, buddy. We love you. Like, we can do it. We're a team. Yay, friends. And then the TARDIS appears. Well, there it is. <laughs> so here's my thesis for what's going on with Doctor Who this season. Yeah. It's a kid's show. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon. Last last time we were saying it was it was NCIS. How did it go from that to kid's show? It's still super dark for no reason. Yeah, but I feel like, but it wasn't even that dark. You know, like I mean, it was, it was darkly lit, when, and we're we're running well, down corridors in the dark, and there's evil, spooky rags. I mean, like it's clearly trying to go. F- I mean, like Toothface was not a kids' show villain, really. In my opinion. I mean, in his motivation, sure. But, like, in his visuals? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, character... Like, that's what I think. There's, like, a weird disconnect between the visual and aesthetic and threat choices of the show and everything that the good guys say and do and the way everyone is motivated. It's all very simple, very cut out, very, like, basic, very kid show. All right. I'm, I'm with you. And my thesis is a little different. Okay. My thesis is this is just what would happen if season seven didn't have any memorable characters that we already knew going in. Like this is season seven just reincarnated. Well, shit, I'm not excited then. <laughs> well, yeah. If that's your thesis. I mean, that's just what I feel. I mean, I feel the way about these episodes that I felt about, you know, dinosaurs on a spaceship. Which makes sense because Chris Chimino wrote that one. And it's the way I feel about Power of Three, like the second half of it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm just, I'm so lost, Hannah. I feel like a fake fan. <laughs> you feel like a fake fan? Why? Because other people like these episodes. No. I've seen think pieces that are like, it's a mixed bag. Well, you know, this episode's kind of mad, but no, I think these are the worst. I think... These are approaching the worst episodes I've ever seen of this show. I mean, here's the thing. I would not say that they are the worst. I agree that they are not great. I It's two meh episodes in a row, which is not not great. Maybe that's what I'm reacting to. I just, I expected there to be like a little more fluctuation. Like, sure, it's a rough start, but then the second one will be like the high, you know, high octane thrill ride. It's an alien death race. Perfect. Yeah. But then it's not. It's an alien death race where no one's allowed to, like, inhibit the other person's progress. Right. There's no betrayal. None. And they're just walking from point A to point B, and occasionally there's an obstacle that's easily dealt like, with. Like, here's here's how I would just rewrite that, like, ending scene where, like, we'll win together. Is the asshole just like, all right, fine, we can't both win, I'll do it. And he's like, done. And then snaps, and they're gone. 
And, like, the loser gets to hang out with the doctor for a little bit longer. We can explore that character more, maybe. Like, one fix, and it's already slightly better, you know? Right. Or, you know, like, maybe the theme is the only way to win is not to play kind of thing. Yeah. Where, like, it was a no-win situation all along, except for when they work together. Right. And I think think going off of what we said um, last week, too, is this one also didn't have anything larger at play. Yeah, I mean, it was about, what was this episode about? Nothing, really? No, it was it was about... The Stenza are bad or whatever. Well, it was about teamwork. Meh, there wasn't that much. In a, in a very Yu-Gi-Oh type of way. It's about, you know, friendship TM. Right, but like, I there's no explanation for why friendship TM brings back the TARDIS. There's no, like, there's no actual, like, real contributions that, like, everyone's doing their thing. You know, like, they're all just kind of there. I don't know. I don't feel yeah. like, I don't, I didn't feel like it was about anything. It wasn't interested in exploring any ideas. It wasn't interested in, like, treading any new ground. Remember last episode where I said, like, I was kind of disappointed there weren't any, like, mystery boxes. Yeah. Um, they added a mystery box to this one. The Timeless Child. Oh, yeah. That, ugh. I'm not excited. I feel like we're back to Bad Wolf, don't you? I feel like this is, like, Russell T's idea of how to, like, thread plotline through a season is just to go, like... Timeless child. Ooh, what does it mean? Like, Moffat did it, too, with, like, the silence and silence will fall and the question that must not be asked. Like, they both have done it. Um, It's not anything new. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't like it when Moffat did it, either. I just think Russell perfected (laughs) it with Bad Wolf in terms of just, like, wow, two random words that don't mean shit. And then they amount to nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll see where this plot line. I like really hope the Stenza aren't like the evil bad guys throughout the whole season because they're just so dumb. Well, there's like one of two things you can do with them. One, the Tim Shaw is still alive and he comes back for revenge. Or two, like they see that the doctor killed Tim Shaw and then they come back for revenge. It's like, there's nothing there. This is Cobra in G.I. Joe. They're just bad guys, you know? They have no ideology. They have no purpose. Their killing thing isn't even visually interesting. It's just they freeze you to death by touching you. Ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing going on. Um, Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna rant about the cloth monsters a little bit more? Because <laughs> no, I'm done. They're they're weak to they're weak to knives and fire, and they can read your mind. I just didn't understand. Do exactly, I don't that. understand anything about these monsters. They have just random like plot powers. They're randomly cloth just cause like the cloth part wasn't explored or like like we weren't even really interested in these creatures and what they could do. They were just like wild animals basically like sent on destroying. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even that mad at the at the cloth. I I know I said it was the thing I was the most mad about. (laughs) That's not true. The thing I'm most mad about is the terrible sniper robots that aren't snipers. Yeah, those are bad. (laughs) Like. Like, oh my God, like 
try try to be as uncreative as you possibly can and you can't come up with something less creative than they're robots that shoot you yep they're oh it was really dumb um what are they for what were they built for to shoot you i love the hypocrisy of the doctor being like no you can't use a gun on them and like he does and the robots are fine. The gun sort of fails. The doctor blasts them with a fucking EMP and is like, they'll be fine in five minutes. But this is different than a gun. <laughs> like, is Yeah, it? well, I think what I what I interpreted that as was she doesn't even dislike guns because they no. kill people. She's fine with yeah. killing people. She just doesn't like guns because she finds them to be an ineffective yeah. weapon. So there you go. <laughs> it's just, it's such a... All you people who are like the doctor when he says, I never would. I never would. What he means is, I would rather use this button that kills everything instantly. It's much more efficient. Yeah. I don't know. That's like a trope that always kills me is when a character is like faced with like cold-blooded murder and is like, never! But like, we've seen them throw people off of boats in the middle of the ocean before. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, yeah. you're sort of killing people. Maybe we'll talk about that trope at yeah. some point. Um, but geez, is it really awful it's, here? It's very, very bad. Um, um, all right. Let's see if we can each find one thing that we liked about this episode. Oh God, this is hard. All to right. Go first. For me, I really liked Graham uh, and his sunglasses. And I found him to be pretty fun throughout the episode. That was about it. <laughs> could I, instead of saying something I like, could I say why I didn't like Graham? I mean, in this you episode? can. Cause he just takes a break in the middle of like, you know, important scenes to just be like, Hey, you haven't properly mourned your dead, mo- your okay. dead grandma. Okay, yeah, that was... Hey, mourn right now in the middle of yeah, this. Yeah, that was, that was dumb. I'll give you that. Um, but aside from that, I really liked Graham. Oh, God, he's fine. Whatever. Nobody bothered me. Yeah, still hasn't done shit um, that's, like, character-related. I have no idea who she is. All she said is that I just want to get away from my family, but you've made me miss them because your family's all dead or in danger right so you have yeah. a family i mean we all feel like this sometimes yeah. uh jeez. and then like ryan he's like you said he wanted to be a mechanic yeah. which i don't even remember yeah. that line but okay he wants to be a mechanic so he goes down and he looks at solar powered batteries and he's like maybe they're batteries <laughs> yeah i ugh. that's his purpose like remember when like you know Remember when companions were the moral center for the doctor, you know, like that was what I, that's why I wanted there to be like more companions because it's more types of morality to, to, for the doctor to to look at. I think that would be a really interesting thing to do with three disparate characters, but no, they're all very good TM. Um, It's very Saturday morning. Like, they all like each other. They're all kind of like blase to be here. None of them are particularly angry. At right. The like, like it feels like an episode of My Little Pony ver- kid show, too, versus like Avatar, you know, where like on Avatar, we did. Yeah, Avatar had yeah. conflict, and that was a exactly. kid show. There's no conflict exactly. here. It's all external. The conflict is the sniper bots are coming. Also, they're really bad shots, even though they're sniper bots. And the cloth monsters are going to come. And the TARDIS is going to be missing. Wah, wah. And there's a race. And, like, 
There's too much going on in this episode. There's so much going on and there's no focus. None. There's a ticking clock that doesn't work mm-hmm. again, which is you have to complete it in one soul cycle. Yeah. Who, how long is that? My... Are people going to die of thirst? <laughs> are we hungry? Are we tired? Yeah. I, what are we? We're, no, we're nothing. We're just walking. It really is uninteresting sci-fi. Like, like, it was fine. I feel insulted. A planet called Desolation with cloth monsters that were built by scientists held in space gulags. And there was, like, no big reveal about why the planet was, like, named that other than that, like, it was taken over. It was over. desolated exactly. by, by Toothface. I'm I'm over it. I'm over this season. I'm over this episode. I'm I, like I'm already like, you know, I I can't be objective about the next one, you yeah. know, because I just look at the trailer and I'm like, this is a Rosa Parks episode coming oh, up. Oh boy! Like how am I how am I supposed to look at that neutrally when I just watched two of the most boring tone deaf episodes I've ever seen, and now I'm supposed to be like, okay, Rosa Parks, that might be yeah. good. No, it's a minefield. It is a minefield. I like one just the fact that like we've got British writers tackling fucking contentious, contentious American history, um, especially at this current point in American history. Uh, like exactly, but like we'll get into that when we actually yeah. watch the episode. But I mean, it just like how can you be excited for this show anymore? <laughs> You're so like depressed. I'm, I'm, it makes me legitimately upset that an alien death race episode, we've never seen an alien race in Doctor Who, in New Who, at all. Have we? Yeah, you're right. We totally have This is new uncharted territory. It could be an action show. It could be anything. You could have done so much with it. Like, the beginning was fun and action-packed, but then the minute we touched down on the planet. Wait, was it though? Wait, hold on. The beginning? yeah, they're like, I don't know. It was at least action-packed. Like, we were doing a lot of stuff. There were... Okay, well, but name one thing that we actually did. We picked people out of space and had to... And then we, we crash-landed, and the visualization is just literally, like, the doctor and the pilot standing next to each other pressing buttons while the room shakes, <laughs> and they spout technobabble yeah, at us. Yeah, I don't know, but I was at least engaged. But really, the minute we hit the planet, I was like, oh... So we hit the planet and then we yeah. walk to a tent and then the tent guy tells us where we got to go. This is, you know, this is like the first it's a video game, like part of the Legend of Zelda, the original yeah. game where you're just kind of walking around until you find the plot point. Oh, God. But the first like trial on the road of trials in this episode is literally like, don't touch the water, but there's a boat. <laughs> And the boat doesn't sink or anything. Right. It's just a normal ass boat that goes from one side of the water to the it's other. It's pretty dumb. Um, all of the trials are very dumb. There are too many. There's no focus. We said all that. Yeah. Ugh. Could have been cool, David. Could have. I, I mean, I feel like anyone could write a Doctor Who episode better than this. Yeah. What's what are what are your fixes for this? Okay. Fix number one. Um, there's. You know, there's one boat, but the two fight over it, and one of them gets the boat, and the other one gets left behind, and they have to find some other way to get around the water. And then when they go in the underground, you know, there's two different paths, and the doctor goes one way, and then everybody's got to, like, pick which way to go in the tunnels. You know, like, make it about conflict instead of about there's a threat, 
and then it's dealt with and there's a threat and then it's dealt with make it about there's two people trying to win this right. race make it about ideologies and they've got competing ideologies about how to win and then that informs right. their choices as they go throughout the race. No, you know what? It doesn't have to be about ideologies. Let's well, write this like it's Russell T. All right? <laughs> they they get on sand speeders and they race on freaking sand speeders. Yeah. And there's there's danger around every totally. turn. And they crash into each and other. And sand speeders explode and the doctor has to fix them or come up with a clever way to make it go faster. Yeah, they run out of fuel. Maybe it's a fuel-based thing. Or, right, and and we know she's a tinkerer from episode one. Let her tinker. Yeah, and then maybe you know the idea isn't like whoever gets there gets a bunch of money. Maybe it's whoever gets there gets the TARDIS, and so there's a lot of stakes for the Doctor to get there. Yeah, that's a good fix right there. I like that. Like, I, this is so easy. I'm just I'm <laughs> over it. Ah. It's so easy to write Doctor Who, but they make it so hard know, for themselves. They make it more complicated than it needs to be. It's it sometimes it feels like an episode was like a first draft that was written on a deadline and then nobody else looked at it. I mean, clearly that's what happened with this episode because nothing leads into the yeah. next thing. Like nothing carries over or, you know, oh god. Like and like, you know, what happened was uh, Chris Chibnall wrote in like act one um, and then a close up on uh, something that moves just a, a a silhouette moves in the background. You don't quite know what it is. And then he got to the third act and he had to be like, what was it? Well, I guess it was like a cloth. <laughs> oh. I guess make the cloth oh the bad gosh, guy because I put it in the that, first act. I mean, I, I totally agree. But you mentioning close up just made me remember when the doctor like invites them into the TARDIS and that extreme close up on her face that is just unnecessary and made like no sense. It was just like, why are we like up her nostril? <laughs> like this should be a big open inviting scene. Like we should see more of her than just like, I, okay. I, I thought of my one thing that I, okay. that I liked. Um, I, I remember in the very first shot of the mm -hmm. episode, there was a lot of like fast editing getting us into the spaceship. Yeah. And I was like, oh, someone's directing this episode. <laughs> because I remember specifically in the last episode, no one was directing it. <laughs> so shit would just kind of happen in the background of a shot. And that would be like the main yeah. plot point. It's just in the background of mm -hmm. a wide shot. But this one, there was like close ups and like sh quick cuts. And yes, you know, then we're in the spaceship. There's some but editing. We're still not safe. There was editing. It was it was it was directed by somebody. Not particularly well, I don't think, but it was directed. But there was something yeah. happening visually. How, how do you like the, the the foreshadowing that Chris Chibnall is so famous for, where he's like, "This cigar, it is self lighting. This is a plot point. Oh. It lights itself. It makes fire." <laughs> It, honestly, I thought it was so fucking inconsequential that I didn't really pay attention to it. And then when they were looking for... Well, that's what but he wanted you to I do, had, but... I like... had no... Like... I wasn't surprised when they used it, but I also wasn't worried that they weren't going to get out of the situation. One, because those like fucking things are so unthreatening to begin with. Um, but then, two, because... like. 
They've gotten out of everything else. It's episode two. They're not going to die. They saved the guy who was totally disposable sure. and could have died. I mean, you always died. know that the doctor's going to make it out. Well, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I wasn't worried at all. I wasn't like, how are they going to get out of this one? I was like, I don't know. Well, yeah, because there's no tension in the scene Yeah, that's, I think that's what I meant. There's no, there's nothing in the shot composition or the dialogue to make you think that this is a yeah. tense scene. But I, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I think Chris Chibnall thought he was really clever <laughs> when he did, like, re- people made fun of Moffat for thinking he was clever, but holy shit with Chibnall. He's like, oh my God, do you realize this field is covered in acetylene gas? Uh-huh. And I know three things about acetylene gas. One, it's lighter than air. Two, it's flammable. And three, it's fucking flammable. Everybody knows acetylene gas is flammable. It's the one thing everyone knows about acetylene gas. I didn't. I have no idea what acetylene is. It's lighter fluid, basically, right? It's 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 just fire. It it is like the only thing about it that you would ever know is that it lights things on fire. Like an acetylene torch is a blowtorch. Well, again, this is why I feel like it feels like it's for children. Because, like, if you're seven and don't know anything about that stuff, or me, I guess. <laughs> um, though I wasn't particularly impressed. But, like, if you're seven, that's impressive. You're like, whoa, cool. The doctor's so smart. But if you're... But like, she's explaining it to human yeah, adults. Yeah, I know. But, like, people explain dumb stuff to teenagers and power rangers and like so many other shows like so is this bill nye the science guy now like it might be where why is that i don't know i mean you could learn things from other doctor who episodes but like i mean they were a little bit more clever than this. oh yeah i mean the the whole point of doctor who is it's supposed to appeal to a wide age group Mm -hmm. not no age group because kids would be bored to tears by this episode and i was also bored to tears i'm not impressed <laughs> you know like by this doctor yeah. who finds an emp lying yeah, on the ground this this sort of feels like the uh catwoman of superhero movies but like doctors but the but catwoman is amazing there's where you where you miss the mark is that Catwoman is like the best movie ever is made it? because it's it's insane it's off the walls it's interesting there is straight up Halle Berry like jumping from rooftop to rooftop like whipping people and like fighting makeup but like it was ladies. a it was a flop and I'm just worried that yeah but I mean it's a flop but like it's an entertaining flop I would rather watch the flop version of Doctor Who where no one watches it than than this which this mass appealing not you appealing know, to anyone vanilla I'm surprised that people are liking it like. And are giving it. They're not really. They're just. They're just pretending to like it in case it gets good, and then they can look back and be like, "Yeah, this whole season was pretty good." Uh, That's that's cynical. (laughs) It's true though. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I'm definitely a lot less optimistic than I was before, Um, but I'm still pretty optimistic. I I don't think I've ever been more sure that it's gonna all be bad. Someone is a bad writer. Yeah, Um, I, well... I mean, this is his best foot forward, and then 
let's say he slipped on like a banana peel with that first step forward. He got back up and then slipped on the air. (laughs) Tripped over his own feet. Tripped over his own feet after getting up after the banana peel. I mean, this is preposterous. Well, (laughs) I, I don't feel like I have anything else to really say. About this episode or Chris Chimnall. I just, I just think, you know, like, let's write an episode where everybody walks the whole episode through a desert, but let's not put anything in that episode to fill the time. Hey, what'd you think of the new TARDIS? I like the new TARDIS. Aren't you excited? It kind of looks, it's got it kind of looks like the old ones. No, it looks really different to really? me. Oh, you mean like, like Russell yeah. Tierra? Yeah, that seems like it's sort of going for that, you know. Like dark, darkly lit, very grunge, yeah. and uh, with giant crystals for some yeah. reason. Not technological, just very like earthy magical. magic. It felt like a cave for sure. We'll see how they handle the very delicate. Come join us next week for subject. Rosa Parks. Oh boy. Yep. So fun. A Rosa fun, Parks. fun time in history. You know, like. That's where I want to go. Yeah, just just like just for kids, you know, like let's let's just go to a really peaceful and non-conflict driven era in American history. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, God. Like, that's another thing. I mean, we'll talk about it then, but you can pick any historical figure in America to talk about. Why did it have to be like we could have done a whole episode about like. JFK, JFK. would have been better. Oh my god. Harriet Tubman would have yeah. been better. Yeah. Um George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, anybody. Freaking yeah. anybody. <laughs> Pick an American an American icon and you would be able Amelia to do it. Amelia Earhart. Teddy Roosevelt fighting evil bears. I don't give yeah. a shit. It just uh Yo, Teddy Roosevelt would actually be like an amazing Doctor Who. Fighting evil character. bears. Alien bear. All right, that's my new petition. Get Teddy Roosevelt on that show. All right, well, see see you next time. time.